Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Was, was that corny to you? Did that seem a bit corny? Yeah, just a little. Just a little bit. What? what? What's going on? What are you doing? What are you, what, why are you making all this noise? Well, because we're going to talk about poltergeists, aren't we? Yeah, I don't know how your mind works. <laughs> I tell you what, you just start tapping shit, and I'm like, <laughs> I can see it's you. I can see it's not well, a poltergeist. They can. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, as she's already alluded to, this episode is on poltergeists. One of the things that I, I think, have been really scared about on different occasions. I think poltergeists are scary too, but only because I don't want to get beat up by anything. Well, some of these reports that we've got here do actually include where they have hit, hurt, and even in some cases killed people or at least tried to kill people. Yes, well, that's the scary part, isn't it? We do have a sort of correction to make. Okay. We did the ghost sex story. Yeah. We put the movie, The Entity, which was based on a true story, in that episode, and I, through research, now have found out that it it was technically a poltergeist, not a succubus or... Yeah, definitely, but I think it kind of went into that same episode, didn't it, really, because it was was a sexual orientation. Well, yeah, but there was a lot more that happened that actually involved not just the mother, but her children and did they make a remake of the entity well i don't know if they've made it i did did learn that they are making or were supposed to make but i don't know if it's come out i'll have to look that up it's funny because i always thought that it was called poltergeist from the german word for noisy spirit but having done some research today depends on where you look some people say it means rumbling spirit yep Rumbling ghost. Yeah, rumbling ghost, rumbling spirit. Well, I did a Google Translate to, not that I would 100% ever rely on Google Translate, but Geist does mean ghost in German, so I've got that. But noisy is actually laut, L-A-U-T. Yes. Polten, P-O-L-T-E-R-N, is rant. But then poltert, P-O-L-T-E-R-T, means rumble. Rumbling spirit, I think, is probably the definition I would go by. Did you know that the history of poltergeist can be traced back to the ancient Roman times. Really? Yeah. Somehow I think they had a lot more to be worried about in their little violent era uh, other than just poltergeists. Yeah, but it's interesting, though, that it goes back that far and it's not just a modern phenomena brought out by horror movies and that, that it, it was actually a thing before that. Yeah, well, they say that typical things are noises, lights, smells, physical and sexual assaults, telephones ringing, and then just really just anything to annoy the people that are around it. It says on the research that I've done says that it's actually traumatic events can sometimes trigger poltergeists. But it usually arises, they say, from the subconscious of a living person, and they would call that person an agent. Again, brought around by stress, whether it be emotional or psychological. It's quite... Interesting, really, when you think about it, that if it's brought about by a person being in stress of some kind, then is it the person that's actually generating it? Is it almost like a telekinesis type thing where well, they're that just is, projecting? That their... is some of the stuff that I read was that somehow all the hormones and the chemicals within the pubescent, usually female, but not always within them somehow manifests itself into some sort of ability, some sort of telekinetic. Sign, yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, we have a teenager in the house. Thankfully, he's a boy. Yeah, but you said not always. Well, true. He might be a boy, but this is Bryce. And if anyone has got the ability to fuck shit up, (laughs) it's going to be Bryce, isn't it? He doesn't really seem, um, though, emotionally traumatised. No, but he's got a lot going on in his head. If anything, he emotionally traumatises us. (laughs) That's what I mean. You know, that can happen. So we, we spoke before about tulpas. And for those people that haven't maybe listened to that that episode, it's quite interesting that there is... It's like the whole Slender Man thing. We brought this up before. 
there's a theory that Slender Man, as it was originally created as a game or comic or whatever it originally started, that a lot of people got to reading it, it gained its fame, and then by everyone thinking about it subconsciously, it then created, supposedly, this entity which now actually is a Slender Man and is actually going mm. out and doing the things that was always said to do. Is it possible then to think that if the young person, this young teenager, is going through all of these sort of emotional trials, if you like, in their life, and with these chemical as you mentioned earlier, all put together, are they turning into like a Tolpa-type entity, which is then, although they've created it, a lot of the cases with these Tolpas that we've read in the past is that people create them and then these Tolpas almost take on a mind of their own. Hmm. So could they create this poltergeist and then it then starts getting out of control? And I don't know, but maybe a group of teenagers together can sit down and go, let's scare the piss out of our parents, yeah. so we're going to do this or that. There's another thought about poltergeist, which is the wrath version, which is actually when somebody dies and they're angry when they die mm-hmm. and then they are able to come back and to be a poltergeist because of the violence and that they're trying to almost work it out in their ghostly presence. There's also the theory of recordings, which is when there's a powerful emotion, sometimes when the person is dying, sometimes not. These feelings become a recording, which is actually embedded into the fabric of time. And the recording will keep playing over and over again until the energy involved in that dissipates and then it so that this wouldn't necessarily be a poltergeist then because that's not necessarily interacting with people that's just playing something that's happened over and over and over again yes but in my readings it did come up as an alternative sort of theory to do you know i haven't heard you say my readings since you did your tarot stuff because for those listeners that don't know, Bella actually used to do tarot reading. That was really interesting. I really enjoyed it when you were doing that. It's quite. You came up with some pretty heavy shit when you were doing that. We'll have oh, to no. do a show on tarot, and you can lead that one. Yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it, that wrath thing that you were talking about, where it almost sort of interacts with people then because it was died in some traumatic way. There's a story that I've got here that happened in 2002 where there was a fence on this street in a place called Stoke Lacey, which is a little English village. They apparently had 26 cars over an 18-month period crash into this same fence. And some of the cars were actually rolled over. But was it was... on a tricky bit of road no, or something? No, it wasn't. Some of the cars even rolled over and hit this fence, but every car hit this fence and... No one was ever seriously injured. When they actually got the information from the drivers, when the police were investigating it, most of them said that they felt like their hands were either being pulled off of the steering wheel or they had trouble turning the steering wheel or that when they turned the steering wheel, nothing happened. It just seemed like it was this fluke event that was happening on a regular basis. But it turns out a local councillor by the name of Richard James was doing one of these council surgeries that they do in a local pub. Of course, that's where all the MPs go, you know. Let's go to the, <laughs> let's go to the pub to have a surgery. <laughs> Apparently a strange old man came up to him and he confessed to being a psychic, this strange man, and told him that in the 30s there was a woman that had actually been killed in a car accident having had a fight with her passenger over control of the car. And she said that she wanted to now inflict the same fate on other motorists, but she'd promised that she wouldn't let anyone get hurt. So I think that's quite interesting how he could have just made it up, could have been a load of bullshit, couldn't it? Yeah. But this psychic comes up to him and says, just to let you know, this woman died in this area and she's not going to allow anyone to get hurt. It's quite interesting that out of those 26 accidents in 18 months, which is a little 26? bit... 26? 26 accidents. I thought it was 27. No, 26 yeah. in 18 months and no one actually got hurt, even though cars were rolled and everything. So something was going on. Hmm. Have you ever heard of the Fox sisters? No. Well... Are they foxy ladies? Uh, well, I have a picture. You can judge for yourself if you like. Uh, no, no, and no. <laughs> well, these three sisters are actually credited with starting the whole spiritual movement. Okay. I'm talking mediums, seances. This is one of the things that really brought it out into the forefront. So the three sisters were named Margaret, Kate, and Leah. They were from New York. And what they did was the two younger sisters, 
decided that they were going to get together and they were going to start knocking and rapping on things and whatever and that they were going to say that it was that it was ghosts or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, were, they then, were out to sort of fake it. Yeah, the, it, the, the whole premise was a hoax. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And then the older sister, she sort of became the person who, she was almost like their like manager woman. Okay. Right? They actually became quite famous, and they would go to different shows, stage things, they would host seances, they would do all this sort of stuff. Even after they admitted that what they did was a hoax, they were still famous. They were like a little traveling show. I guess when you think about it, though, we're exactly the same with magic these days, aren't we? Because we all know this is trick, but it's still fantastic to see. Yeah. So as children... What they did was they, they would do pranks and they would use string and they would tie it to an apple and they would like, they were in bed, but they would pull on the string and it would knock against the floor and stuff like that. The parents sort of were like, well, what's going on? What? And they would say, oh, no, you know, it wasn't us. They, they parents even didn't hear them get out of bed. so therefore, Exactly. Right. So they couldn't figure out where the noises were coming from. And they even had a name for the quote unquote spirit. They named him Mr. Splitfoot. Which is was back then a popular name for the devil. Why? And Spitful. so they were, yeah, because of the cloved, I guess, hooves. Yeah. You know, interesting. There actually was a skeleton that was found in the house, in the walls of the house that they were living in. Mm. Nobody knew who this thing belonged to. It gave the story credibility. So then they were really thinking, oh, well, maybe that's why all these things are happening. Right, okay. You know, so people actually believed it for a little while until, like I said, they admitted that it was all a hoax. But people were convinced that someone had been murdered. And it's interesting how that was, like, not even planned. Mm. And But it, it so anyway, yeah, it started this whole movement of spiritualism. So I guess we have them to thank. Thanks for our podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a couple of a hundred years ago, I wonder whether these three women would be thinking that there would be a man and a woman sat in their house doing some kind of podcast that would be beamed over the yeah. internet for people all around the world to hear. They would think that that would be brilliant to add to their hoax. Listen, we have people. Yeah, exactly. Listen, yeah. you can hear them. They're coming through this really weird thing no but it's us in another time yeah (laughs) time warp thing whatever anyway this all sort of happened starting in like 1848 okay so yeah and just so you know that lying doesn't pay Mm -hmm. they all three died very very poor and no friends yeah oh that's sad that's what you get they're only trying to entertain weren't they What? Entertain about an entity. Oh, I should have said entertain, shouldn't I? <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of that now. Incidentally, you were talking about the fact that they found a skeleton. Did you check our Twitter feed? You never look at our Twitter feed, do you? No. No, it's all down to me, guys. If you do follow our Twitter feed, it's all down to me. She has no input in it whatsoever. But behind every good woman is a good... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, no, no, behind... carry on. Carry on. <laughs> we'll leave that. But behind every man is no, a good no, no. woman. We can only accept your first answer, I'm afraid, mm. on this show. Oh, is that... So, that's the rule? That's the rule now. I tweeted out earlier on in the week about this story. This guy, he was laying some decking in his garden, and right. he had decided to buy this fake skeleton from one of these cheap shops that's just made of plastic but looks like a real skeleton, and he's hidden it under the decking. Mm-hmm. Now, this decking isn't going to need to be replaced for 20-some years. <laughs> so he's left it there. For, for, for so, whoever has Yeah, to... so whoever moves into the house after him is going to li- rip up the decking because it needs replacing or repairing or they just don't this. want... And they're going to find this skeleton. Certain people have gone absolutely crazy about it, thinking, so, saying, I'm sorry. That, how dare you? You could call the police and then police are coming investigating it was for nothing. You know, it, and other people are going, wait, well done. <laughs> Did you say that it was a fake one? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's a fake, it's right. a plastic one. But it looks real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's well, photos of it. Yeah, I mean, but by the time it has to happen, God knows, they'd be able to look at it and go, look, some idiot buried this Halloween decoration know, under there. it would scare the shit out of whoever pulls those boards back, wouldn't it? Did you know that in the movie, The Poltergeist, that the skeletons, you know how the girl falls into mm-hmm. the... Did you know that the skeletons were actually real skeletons? Really? Not, you know, fake ones. Because it was cheaper to buy real skeleton yeah. from, from somewhere than to actually have fake ones made. Wow. See, today it would be like CGI, yeah. all good. Health and safety, yeah. 
Well, she didn't know until after that scene was done either that yeah. the skeleton. That was were real. was it the little girl that fell into them? No, it was, it? The it was the older mother. sister. Oh, the older sister. Right. Okay. So I have a story here of a young teenager who we'll call Laura B. And her background is that her father is an alcoholic, or was an alcoholic. And her mum and dad were going through difficulties, and her father, when he got drunk, got violent. Her parents' bedroom was actually in the basement. And as a result, I think probably because of all of the trouble that was going on in the house, and by the fact it was a basement, this girl was really scared of this particular room. And she actually says at one point that all of the negative feelings that had been in my parents' room suddenly moved from that into her room, and it intensified. She was also quoted as saying, I'd taken a TV from downstairs into my room, but always had to sleep with it on or with it facing in the other direction. When she was in her room at night, she would see a tiny little red orb whizzing around the room. Mm. And she said it was a lot like a laser pointer. You know, if you were to sort of shake a laser pointer around that it yeah. would look in that kind of same way. Even with her TV off at certain times during the night, this red orb would suddenly appear and start whizzing around the room. And then in the middle of the TV, there would be a little green square that would start to flash and get bigger. And that's quite interesting because isn't it poltergeist? The yeah. movie starts off it's with the TV. snowy TV. Yeah. Well, she said that this TV was flashing and this green square would be, and it was always preceded by this orb. One night, she decided to have a sleepover with her friends and she only had a few friends over, but she decided that because of everything that goes on in that room, she didn't want them in that room with her. You know, she wanted to have the sleepover in the living room area. Well, she must not have told her friends what was going on, because well, if she had, I, and I was there, I'd be like, come on, let's go in there, nothing can happen. Well, she had a friend just like you, oh, okay. who wanted to go in there, and, and she said that she didn't want that to happen at all, and she was saying to her friend, I don't want you going in there under any circumstance, but her friend wanted to creep in there. And in fact, Laura, at some point, had this vision of her friend going into that room, and then all of this black ooze coming from the bedroom and coming under the doorway. So she was even more sure that she didn't Ooze. want her friend going in there. Are you going to mention the turtles, the Ninja Turtles now? No, I was okay. I was thinking, was it was it ooze <laughs> or was it smoke? You know, because no, that's no. a common thing, isn't it? The black smoke that... You no, know, this is a... This she describes as a black ooze coming out the bottom of the door. But anyway... I'd have been fucking pissed. <laughs> what? Black ooze starts coming under my door. We got wood flooring. You'd be all right with that. <laughs> if we had a you carpet. mean you'll be all right with it? Because I'd be like, I ain't touching that. <laughs> all right. I thought you were on about the mess. Well, there is that too. <laughs> yeah. But... Well, house proud. You'll be all right if we had a house proud poltergeist. Somebody just went around the house tidying up for you. That'd Why be fucking can't awesome. They do that. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Woohoo. Wherever you are. I'm telling you, you don't want to go. <laughs> you if don't want to go inviting them. If you want to come over and clean everything and put everything where it's supposed to be. Wait, check that where I say it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Then you will get along real well. So come on mm-hmm. over. And just make sure you do it while I'm out. Thank you very much. Mm, okay. She asked another one of her friends who was there that night, who was apparently into the paranormal, to see if she could go and have a look into this room and investigate. That'd be my it. part. So she sent her friend into this room, and her friend did an investigation in this room. And apparently, when she came out, she said, "Whatever is in your room is the most evil thing I've ever encountered." After that little investigation, I don't know what the investigation entailed. What'd she do, walk in there with her Nancy Drew book and <laughs> she did an investigation? I know. Little girl on her PJs, yeah. yeah. Apparently, after all of that happened, in their words, all hell broke loose. Because of it did. even though it was the summer, the entire house was cold. There was a heavy, malevolent feeling all around the house. And wherever she would go, this feeling and this, this shadows would follow her. Because it was so cold on this one particular day, they decided to make soup. And when they went in the kitchen to make soup, apparently there was a scratching sound inside the microwave. Mm. So they opened the microwave and there was nothing there. Shut it again, scratching started again. I reckon that could have been some kind of maybe electrical thing maybe going on inside the microwave, I don't know. Or some other friend doing this. What, hiding in the microwave? Doing that, like on something. What was that? Oh, you did that on the table. See? You know where that was coming from then? I thought it was coming from the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> So the girls decided to put a movie on. So Laura says, and I quote, I was sitting on the couch with my feet tucked under me when I felt something cold, thick and pointed brush from my heel to the arch of my foot. Cold, thick and pointed. Yeah, I I don't know. Hmm. It was very deliberate and the worst sensation I've ever felt. 
I screamed and jumped up and my friend and I ran outside and got onto the trampoline and just held each other in semi-darkness. Don't tell me they start jumping up. They suddenly just start moving up and down on the trampoline. No, well, apparently they looked towards her bedroom and then they could see this shape in her bedroom looking at them by the window. Mm. They suddenly see this, what they say is a black cloak moving along the grass area towards them, towards this trampoline. And then apparently this black shadow just surrounded the trampoline. It doesn't go on to say anything else about what happened. It just says that this black shadow then engulfed the trampoline and them. She then got in touch with some people online, this Laura B. And apparently someone online said that they would send her some guardian spirits. And she, again, I'm going to quote her directly, says that that night I stayed up all night watching three orbs fly frantically around my house. One was an inky black colour that seemed to ooze and drip, and the others were a large black ball and a smaller white ball. So apparently they were chasing them around, and the other balls were hitting this inky black blot. There were three, but two of them were sent by the online friend or whatever. Yeah, apparently. Mm, Okay. Yeah, quite a handy chap to have i, I suppose, know right friend. these three orbs were obviously having this kind of fight in the house and apparently the two chased the bad one out since then she's just been haunted by menacing shadows and experienced at some point a terrifying illusion she says she's walking home and she passes this house where there's always these rottweiler dogs mm-hmm. and she saw one dog and its jaw was ripped off and it just had its tongue sort of like bouncing around in in its mouth and apparently it had these really dark, almost demonic eyes. She got back home and apparently in her driveway there was a cat. And she looked at the cat, the cat looked at her, and then the cat's bottom jaw disappeared and the same thing happened. Apparently the eyes were okay, but the same thing happened with the cat's face. And but then everything just stopped. What's interesting is that at the end of it, she says, I'm not sure what I believe anymore. All she knows is that there is true evil in the world. Well, I know, I know what the mistake was. See, the two orbs that her online friend sent, she needed to keep them. You know how when you're playing uh, role-playing games in that World of Warcraft and all no, these? Well, I never play you, you get to have your little friend. So she should have kept her orbs with her. Well, maybe her orbs are still with her. Or maybe the online friend took the orbs back once they didn't do their job. Well, that's not fair, is it? If you give something to somebody, they should be able to keep it. Yeah. Just saying. I'd love to have two orbs that took up for me and protected me. Imagine, though, if if when you finish using them, what do you do with them? Take them to a charity shop? Nah, you pass them down to... they got to stay in the family, at least. I mean, if there are these awesome things that protect you, you wouldn't put them in a charity shop, would you? You've got a decent pair of orbs. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> Have you heard of the Bell Witch? I think that's pretty popular. No, but your name's Bella, so Better is there out. such a thing as a Bella Witch? <laughs> uh, Glenda was a good witch, maybe that was... Glenda? You know, from the Wizard Jackson. of Oz. Glenda Jackson. Glenda Jackson, who the hell is that? I don't know, isn't it one of the Jacksons, Glenda Jackson, is that right? No, <laughs> I don't know, Glenda someone. <laughs> no, I don't even know where the hell I was going with it anyway. Oh, because Bella means beautiful, and Glenda, the good witch in Wizard of Oz, was supposed to be beautiful. Was she? Because that's what Dorothy said. You can't be a witch. You're beautiful. And all the munchkins go, tee! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, no, follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, there are a few women who I would love to have a house fall on. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Present company accepted. Really? No, I'm saying not you. That's excluded, <laughs> not accepted. Oh, is it? <laughs> Excluding you. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, you remember that dude who buried the skeleton on, in his decking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better watch out. You're, you're saying we need a new shed, right? So Yeah, the trouble is you'll get me to build the deck in and then you'll put, put me in it. <laughs> yeah. Oops, sorry. Didn't <laughs> yeah. mean to push you. Yeah, well, what does this <laughs> nail gun do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So a lot of people think that the Bell Witch was actually a woman named Kate Batts. Uh, so they think that it was her spirit, and she had a land dispute with John Bell, and so she put a curse on them or whatever and said that she was going to antagonize this family 
Nice. She obviously had the voice of a woman and the attributes of a woman. She Nobody could see her, but she would actually speak to people and shake hands with people. Really? She'd take sugar from the sugar bowl. She would tip milk. She'd take the quilts off the beds. She'd slap and pinch the children. You know, so nice. it was pretty interesting. And it, people came from all over because they wanted to sort of experience Get their children slapped. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> if you're naughty, I'm going to take you to see the Bell Witch. So General Jackson, he was not yet president so he decided that he was gonna try to help so on the way their wagon gets stuck and they no matter what they try to do they just cannot get it out of you know so they can move on or whatever well they singing that four wheels on my wagon (laughs) the wheels on the wagon go round and round like that we we wish the wheels on the wagon go (laughs) yeah well eventually he just throws up his hands and he says fine okay it's got to be the witch And then they all hear this voice, and it says, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I'll see you again tonight. The voice said that. A voice comes out of the trees, and apparently it was almost a metallic sort of voice, but I don't really know what a metallic voice would say. Like a robot. Ask him, yeah. Well, they didn't have robots back then, but okay. Later that night, he does get a visit from the Bell Witch, and it snatches his covers off and he'd pull them back on and it would pull the covers back off and all of the people that were traveling with him because you know they never travel alone do they they were all getting punched and slapped and pinched and their hair was getting pulled and this went on all night finally he says to hell with it let's get out of here mm. because he just said let's let's leave because it just so kept she going tormented on and him. on he, and he wanted yep. to go there thinking he was the big man and she tormented him until he gave up so things continue until 1820 when John Bell finally dies and then nothing happened. They say that he died from a stroke. Some people say she, the ghosts claim responsibility, although I don't know how. Mm-hmm. When he died, you could hear this ghost singing and acting very happy. And really? Yes. Yeah, so this was at his grave. So the people that had gone to his grave, they, they all hear someone who's laughing and singing and she's really happy. And apparently that was the, the spirit. What a bitch. That's cool. She went to his funeral. Yeah, to sing at it. So in 1821, she threatens that she's going to come back in seven years. She said this. She was going to come back in seven years, and she did. And she appeared at the house of John Bell Jr., and she gave him supposedly prophecies about things that were going to happen. She said that the Civil War was going to happen, and World War One and World War Two. She told him all of this and then she went away but she said she'd come back in 107 years in 1935 so far no one has come forward and claimed that they've had any conversations with her so i don't think she came back she's probably been reincarnated now can't (laughs) there is a cave on the bell's property Mm -hmm. and some say that she is still in this cave and that if you go into it the, the cave's supposed to be haunted. Why would you want to go in a cave anyway? I don't know. These people that go caving, what's the point? I don't know. Maybe a bear would go in there and hide. And... Do bears live in caves? I don't know. I suppose if you're an animal in the wild, you'll live anywhere you can find shelter. So, talking about taking shelter, there's Greyfriars Cemetery in Edinburgh, in Scotland. There, there is a tomb of George Mackenzie, and he was a 17th century Scottish lawyer. Now, apparently one night in 1999... A homeless man broke into this tomb. That wasn't enough for him for some reason <laughs> because he broke into this tomb to take shelter, but for some reason actually got inside the coffin as well. See, he should have found a cave. Exactly, exactly. So he climbed inside the coffin, but then the coffin just disintegrated around him. Whoops. Which scared the crap out of him. This thing just, as I said, just sort of turned to dust around him. So he was able to go in there and open the coffin. He, was, he went in there, he opened the coffin, he got inside the coffin. And then it just falls apart. And then it starts to fall apart. So he runs out of this tomb where there was a guy walking his dog through the graveyard who is now shitting himself. Because the dog or the... The guy is shitting himself <laughs> and he's walking the dog because he suddenly sees this guy covered in this, like, dust <laughs> with his hands in the air running out of this tomb. So, oh, man, so now he's got to use this little plastic poop bag that he brought to pick up the dog poop. He's got to pick himself. up his own shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, then. Apparently, people then started making loads of claims about 
the activity around this tomb. But the city council actually closed the cemetery at some point because obviously there was so much bad stuff going on until a tour guide has actually reopened it and started to get people to come in. But during this tour that she now runs through this cemetery, 350 people have claimed to have been attacked by poltergeist around this tomb area. There's been stories of people actually having broken bones as a result of it. And 170 people have apparently passed out during the tour. So I just thought that was really cool, really funny, that this guy not only decides to seek shelter inside a tomb in a graveyard, (laughs) he gets inside the fucking coffin. (laughs) Like an idiot. He must have been drunk. And this is a story of the Black Monk of Pontefract. Black Monk. Of Pontefract. So... (laughs) Black Monk. Of Pontefract. <laughs> and moving on. Apparently this is dubbed as the most violent poltergeist haunting in European history. In the 1970s, there was a ghost that got named the Pontefract Poltergeist, but it was also named the Black Monk of Pontefract due to the fact that they believed that it was the spirit of a monk who was killed in the 16th century. A black monk? Well, I don't know, actually. They don't mention the fact whether he was actually a black monk or whether they call it black monk because black meaning darkness. I don't know. So maybe he wore black. Number 30 East Drive was the home of the Pritchard family, Joe, Jean and their son and daughter, Philip and Diane. Now, they've nicknamed their ghost Fred, rather than the monk or the black monk or whatever else. Of Pontefract. Of Pontefract. He has been throwing objects around their house. He made rooms colder. He left puddles on the floor. Maybe he was taking a piss. yeah, yeah, see? Could have been. He also took bites out of jam sandwiches. How rude. it, It doesn't mention any other sandwiches, apparently just jam. He also teleported eggs from one room to another. Eggs. Eggs, before smashing them, obviously. <laughs> it actually turns, uh, we're joking about it now, but it actually turned quite nasty because at one point he dragged Diane, the young daughter, she was 12 at the time, up the stairs by her neck. Well, that's not She was actually nice. seen to be pulled up the stairs by her neck by this thing. See, I, that would have been it for me. Well, I'd have been even, like, we're leaving. Exactly, yeah, too right. I'd have been, I'm leaving, you come downstairs when it lets you. Is what well, <laughs> no, it's just like, no. see, you have to put your fighting your fighting gloves on then because like, if something hurts your kid. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyway, it actually left handprints on her neck at that point and it even then tried to strangle her with electrical cable. I mean, this thing didn't like this girl for some reason. One person who believes it was totally true is their next door neighbour, Carol Fieldhouse. Now, she says that the ghost occasionally wanders into her house. And I'm going to quote her here because she says that she claims to have met and spoken to Fred, though he generally just comes by to stare at her menacingly. She says he's about five foot five tall. Number 30 at the minute, where the Pritchards lived, is now empty. So they took your advice and they fucked off. Yeah. He has told this Carol Fieldhouse, who lives next door, that whoever moves in next he will make sure he's gone within 12 months. Oh, so they can have a year lease and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Just no, no, to... they'll be gone within 12 months. I'm sure it's going to start having a go at them first. So if you're interested in buying somewhere, anyone listening out there who fancies living in a nice haunted house, that's one for you. Number 30. Number 30, East Drive Pontefract. Pontefract. Well, he's not very impressive if you think about it. Because Amityville Horror, what'd they get? 28 days? And they were like, see ya? So, (laughs) you know, that'll be a movie. That'll be a movie. Amityville Horror versus the Black Mock of Pontefract. (laughs) Pontefract. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder what the scary musical sound like, you know, because there has to be. There's always like that little bit of a song that you associate with it, isn't it? It's like tubular bells for the exorcist and... That whole thing for Amityville Horror. That sounded like a children's play thing. <laughs> a children's play thing. Rosie and Jim. Rosie and Jim. That's what that sounded like. Who the hell are Rosie and Jim? That's well, a children's thing. I never heard it. Well, it, it's going to take on a whole new connotation to me now, Rosie and Jim music. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> oh, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so it sounded good in my head. It sounded but... good, actually. It was People will listen to that and think that you're some kind of singer. And what was the um, what was the Friday the Thirteenth ones? <gasps> you remember that one? No. <laughs> Do 
You'll have to listen to it. I remember the entity one. That was that was freaky. This is what happens when you're not allowed to put music into your (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't have clips in here, so you just have to try to Yeah, imagine it. Yeah. So, have you heard of the Enfield poltergeist? Yes. Yeah, because that's that's happened here in a suburb in London. Called Enfield. Yes, it was. How astute. I'm clever. Yeah. So, this started out as, as all other sort of typical poltergeist stories start out, and it's just knockings with no, you know, they couldn't figure out where they're coming from. Doors opening and closing, furniture being tipped over, objects thrown across the room, you know, that sort of typical thing, yeah. Small fires that started and then went out by themselves. That's now, quite not, common. Is it really? Yeah, it is, yeah. I, I was going to say, I have not ever heard of that. Yeah, no, very common. Hmm. These sorts of things, they were witnessed by police, neighbors, different investigators, press reporters, broadcasters, police officers, just loads of people in different sort of... You said police officers twice. Well, that's because they're important. And there was more than one police officer, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, police officers. Eventually, in the later stages, what it sort of became really well known for was that the the voices that were coming out of one of the girls, it was like Mm. of an old man. And there were all sorts of tests that were done where they tried to figure out, is she doing this, like a ventriloquist gave his opinion, but they would do things like one of the things they did was filled her mouth full of water. Yeah. And this voice would still, you know... We watched this on TV. I don't know if yes, you remember. Yes, I do remember. So this happened at 284 Green Street, which was a council house. I don't know why that's relevant, but... So it was a mother and her four children. On August 31st, 1977, Janet and her son John heard movement in the bedroom. But when the mom went to see what it was there was nothing there and then there was knocking that started happening and a chest of drawers moved across the room so that was the first i guess sign that somebody else was living there with them yeah she runs off to get the neighbors the mom she runs and goes and gets the neighbors they come over and they hear the knocking and they tried to find out where it was coming from they couldn't find it But the knocks would follow one of the neighbors around the house as he was moving, trying to find it. Oh, why? The the thing was moving with him. Next thing that happens is the mom says, well, I'm calling the police. I don't know exactly why she would think the police could help her. Well, you just, you need some help, don't you? Yeah, so all of this started to happen around 9.30 at night. That's when the first... You know, they go because they hear noise in a room and it's not there. The police come around 1 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So the police officers are in there and they see a chair move across the room and nobody's pushing it. So I guess they were suitably freaked out. They start hearing the knocking that's moving around and... So they kind of hightail it and go, well... (laughs) (laughs) You know you're in the shit if the police go, fuck this. Yeah, we we can't help you, right? But but it's in the Ghostbusters movie. I mean, that song is, who you going to call? Not the police. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) They're still in there. Next thing, marbles and Legos start moving all around. That would really piss Bryce off if he was Mm -hmm. trying to play with his Legos. Next, the council comes to try to figure out what's going on i mean can you believe that like why do they have to come you know it's a council house i get it but so anyway the council comes and they can't figure it out next the the clergy people come and they have no clue what's happening so she literally is calling everybody yeah i mean this is this is actually one of the most well documented cases ever Mm. i don't know whether by the way you guys want to look on YouTube. It might be on there, I don't know, but I know that we watched almost like a, a dramatization of this whole thing, didn't we? It was, it was like on, a mini series. Yeah, it was on British TV and it was called something like The Enfield, the Enfield Ghost, Ghost or, or the Enfield Poltergeist or the Enfield Haunting, I think it might have been called. So all this starts in August. So now it's September. Mm-hmm. And now she calls the press. The Daily Mirror, they send somebody over and. She's doing anything to try and get people... She's to, trying to get help. Yeah. You know, so anyways, two 
people from the Daily Mirror go, and they see stuff flying around the room. One of them gets hit on the forehead by some Legos that were traveling really quickly. I mean, it didn't. It left a bruise on the the man's head. On the seventh, so now it's three days later. The Daily Mirror sends the senior reporter. I don't know why. But mm-hmm. now the senior reporter goes. I guess he figures he maybe he could interview maybe it. Maybe he didn't like him. You know. And the photographer go, and they're seeing the same thing. So then the Daily Mirror, a man named Fallows, he decides to call the Society for Psychical Research. So the secretary, she gets in touch with someone named Maurice Gross. And he recently joined the organization, and he said, you know, he was willing to go and investigate as a side note he was an inventor i don't know why that's important but he was the inventor of a rotating advertising billboard okay interesting i know right anyway he goes to the house on september 5th and advises the family to start to make notes and just you know write down what happened when it happened all that and he comes back on the 8th now he's got three reporters with him from the daily mirror and they all start witnessing things and this then prompts mr gross to say okay i'm gonna take this case and we'll figure out what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. but check this out people now have seen marbles flying through the air and they just go on the floor and they don't roll or anything they just fly through the air hit the floor and stay still and stop yep the doors and the drawers are all opening, closing, uh, teaspoons, cardboard boxes, fish tank lids, all that sort of stuff is just jumping all over the place. And now, so you've got him witnessing that and the three reporters that he brought with him. On September 12th, an investigator named Guy Playfair is contacted by the Society for Cyclical Research. And they're saying, you know, can you come help us, please? So he brings with him someone named Rosalind Morris from BBC Radio 4. Mm -hmm. So now we've got radio stations involved. So they go and... And incidentally, there's there's nothing here that's saying that they're getting payment for this. No. So it doesn't look like it's something that they fabricated. No. You know, they're looking for help. Mm, Yes, definitely. So Mr. Gross and this BBC Radio 4 person for a year. A year. A year. They're going to the house. They make a total of 180 visits, and 25 of those times that they visited, they actually stayed over at night to see, you know, what was going on. So there's this long list of things now that are happening over this year. Yeah. You've got the marbles and the Legos. Yeah. The teapot is moving all around the house. Spoons are bent and lids are just flying everywhere. Sounds like it's Yuri Geller. Who? Yuri Geller, the guy who bent the teaspoons, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't get me off my train of thought here. Not fair. Light shades, lampshades are, like, squished and tilted, and then all of a sudden they just get fixed. They go back to their sort of original shape like nothing happened to them. The toilet doors are opening, and, like, nobody's there to... You know, nobody else is flipping the lid up and down. It's just the oh, toilet. Oh, so it's the toilet lid, the, the not toilet, the... Yeah, the thing is flipping up and down. That would freak me out, because that know, almost right? looks like a mouse, doesn't it? Gotta pee? Got, no. Gotta pee? No. <laughs> <laughs> be terrible if you're kind of, come on! We <laughs> yeah. did it in midstream. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Cardboard boxes, cushions, they're all flying everywhere. Slippers are being thrown everywhere there was a certificate on the wall that was supposedly and these are all things that they have actually documented evidence a bedroom carpet it it would be pulled up and it would be put into some intricate shape you know an area rug or whatever and then and then it would just go back to normal that's one of the things they say that poltergeists like doing is sort of stacking and making shapes and and everything Mm. I guess it's because, in a way, it proves that they are a logical being rather yeah. than it just being, you know, like an earthquake that just threw everything around. They want they want you to see that something put this shit there. Yeah, they 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 definitely want to be known. They're not. Yeah, they're not shy, are they? There was a couch that was picked up and flipped over by by everyone. Jeez. They see it. Uh, one of the children, Janet, she was 11. She she actually levitated. They saw her levitating, and it would it would put her 
here or there or anywhere. It would just so take why the fuck the didn't they just leave? Well, council House, I guess they had to wait. I'm sure that if you've got that many witnesses, including the police with all that shit going on, I, I wouldn't have thought the council would say, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to the bottom of our waiting list. <laughs> yeah. They've got the all of the kitchen cabinets are opening, the drawers in the kitchen, they're opening and closing. Their door chimes, they would see them just, I guess it was some of the doorbells. Like I mean, wind chimes see, type They, they, things, they yeah. could see those, they would just be moving and that actually makes me think remember when you were in this house that time and we've got something on the top of our cupboard in the corner haven't we like one of them automatic air freshener things haven't we that when you walk in the room it protects you yeah let me tell you that freaked me out because you weren't here no but bryce and i were in the kitchen and we were doing whatever and we hear this loud bang come from the living area this room room yeah and we come out and we're like, at first we're like, what the heck? Then we notice that that thing has fallen onto the floor. Now, this this thing, by the way, is on the top of a cabinet that has ornaments and stuff inside. So if the cabinet would have moved, all of the shit inside, because it's glass fronted so you can see it all, all of the shit inside would have moved. Well, it didn't. No. So something moved this. And it, there's no draft. It's in the corner of a room. There weren't any windows or doors. We don't open. have any. We didn't have any pets. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing bumped up against it by accident. It was just really weird. Yeah, really weird. Anyway, a few other things that happened was like they would start to hear cussing, swear words, just in the room for no reason. <laughs> just be like, shit. <laughs> Sounds like arrows. Yeah. <laughs> There would be tape recorders, TVs, things that were in perfect working order suddenly didn't work. You know, so they they really went through a lot and they have loads of other things. You'll be able to look in the show notes and see if you want to go to the page and see all of the different things that are listed Mm. that uh, happened to them. But it was really strange. The mantle of the fireplace was ripped away. So in December... Of 1977. Now, this has been going on for quite some time now, hasn't it? Because it was August. August, yeah. And and so now we're in December. This is when the voice started to come out of the girl. And like I said, they tried all sorts of things to figure out was she faking it or whatever. And the voice identified itself as Joe Wilkins. He said that he liked to swear and he said he was still in the house and he slept in Janet's bed which is really gross, freaky. And he said that he went blind, he had a hemorrhage, he fell asleep and he died in a chair that was in the corner downstairs when he, you know, when he was living there. You almost want to question him, don't you? Because you almost want to say, so what's that got to do with these people? Why are you terrorising these kids for something? It's not like you were murdered by kids. It's not like you were... Yeah, he just was like a dick. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Then a speech therapist actually gets involved when she starts talking all weird. I mean, they taped her mouth shut. They tried everything. Speech therapist said, I don't have a clue. I can't help you. I don't know what's going on. That's when the ventriloquist, he tried to get involved. Then physicists got involved trying to figure out, well, how could these things be moving? Is there some scientific reason or way that this stuff... And and no one, nobody... (sighs) Jeez. You know, they so that ruled out all I mean, chances the, that they're faking it and everything. The psychical research, they now commissioned somebody outside of themselves to come in to try to figure out what's going on. Couldn't figure it out. Nobody had a clue. Then a psychiatrist gets involved trying to figure out, you know, is there something wrong with the girl you yeah. know, is she mentally, yeah. she had physicals. I mean, they did all sorts of things to try to figure out what was wrong with her. Hypnosis, couldn't figure it out. Then magicians got involved. Is she is she some sort of awesome magician? Magicians couldn't figure out a way to... Jeez, I can't believe how many people got involved in this. Yeah, and then mediums came into it. Mediums, you know, nobody could find a way to either make it stop or figure out a way that this family could could do this and be getting away with it for Mm. so long. So now, even today, and this was in the 70s, even today, people are still looking over the evidence and trying to figure it out. So in 1978, it just stopped. Really? For whatever reason, everything 
just totally stopped. And then people started trying to say, you know, well, why did it stop? And they're trying to get the mother to, 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 to tell asking them. Asking why did it stop is almost as futile as asking why did it start. Well, yeah, exactly. The girl that was sort of central to it, I mean, she was bullied at school because it was actually, it wasn't a hidden thing anymore, was it? Yeah. There was so much attention. And so she was bullied at school, really got picked on. They nicknamed her Ghost Girl. She didn't even know about the st- a lot of the things that was happening until she was shown footage of... Well, so when she was, like, being possessed, if you like, she didn't when know she what was, was going on. No, when she was doing... The, when the voices were coming out of her and everything, you right. know, didn't have a clue. One thing that she did admit to prior to all of this stuff starting was that she did play with a Ouija board. She comes back to that fucking Ouija board again, doesn't it? A family did move into this same house eventually, and she, the woman that moved into it had kids, and the kids were younger but totally unaware of... Yeah. They have no clue, and she says that nothing has happened... Good. ...so far to, to them. That's a hell of a case. Hell of so, a case. So, yeah. So I've got something that's quite interesting. I stayed as you know, at a hotel over this last week with work. I'm not going to go into what my work is or what I was doing at the hotel because I've promised the staff at this hotel or the operations manager directly that I'm not going to give any information as to the name of this hotel just for their own privacy reasons. That's a shame, though, because it could generate... A lot of business. But it could, it could, but at the same time, I need to respect their opinion. Well, you know. yeah, of course. All I will say is that the hotel is in Lancashire, run by a really nice family, and they were telling me that, and this is before I mention anything about the podcast, they were telling me that in one particular room, which is a bar now, they've been having some weird things happening, and apparently everything was fine in this hotel until they started taking down old portraits that were on the walls. Yeah. And when they took down a portrait of this little girl, apparently then things started happening. Lots of different things within the place. And one of the things that was happening was that in the bar area where they've got all of the glasses, they all of a sudden started like rattling and making loads of noise. And a member of staff, because they know about the history, apparently a little girl died in this place. Not when it was the hotel, can I say, it's, a, it's an old sort of country manor type place. So, you know, hundreds of years ago, they believed that this ghost that's in this place now, or one of the ghosts in this place, is of this little girl. So when these glasses and everything were shaking in the bar, one of the members of staff, who's a female member of staff, shouted, stop it, or something along those lines, as if you're telling a kid off. Yeah. And it stopped immediately. Now, that to me is really interesting because remember right at the start of the podcast, you said about you've got, the type of ghosts or the type of hauntings, if you like, that are almost replaying something that happened. And yeah. They don't necessarily interact with people in the same way because it's just replaying something that either caused their demise or what have you at the time. Well, this is really interesting because that ghost in this case was responding to being told to stop it. Which By an adult. It, exactly, which makes it think in this case that, okay, there's a, there's a being or there's an entity there that isn't reacting with things like say for instance moving the glasses on the shelves it's not reacting with that because those glasses are there now and the ghost happens to be walking along the street which used to be there and therefore it's jiggling the glasses this thing is obviously purposely creating this movement creating this sound to gain attention and then reacting to being told to stop so there's another little story that goes along with this place that's quite interesting, and that is that they've also got the ghost of a guy walking his dog. Now, this guy was a jeweller, and he used to live in this big country house again, which is now the hotel, and at some point, him and his wife that was in the house had robbers come into the house in the middle of the night, and they tied them up, and they made them open the safe, and they stole the jewellery that he had in there that presumably was going to be stock for his shop and he lost everything a little while after he was going away I believe to France and he again had taken all of the stock out of the shop he had it in the house but didn't want to put it in the safe in case people knowing that he was away would come and then break into the safe and steal the stuff again his wife wasn't due to be going away with him he decided that he was going to hide the jewellery around the house in certain places but didn't tell his wife where he'd hidden them so that she couldn't be forced to 
give up where the jewellery was. Or steal them herself. Yeah. <laughs> he went away to France and by all accounts died before getting back home. I don't know how he died, but the jewellery that was hidden around the house and in the grounds, some of it still has never been found. Wow. And this, this place is awesome. Really nice and big the- place full of history. And they've remodeled it. They've, they've remodeled done- it and they still haven't found where this jewellery is. So that's really, really interesting. Yeah, and maybe that's another good reason for me not saying the name of the hotel because we want people to go <laughs> yeah. and start digging up their lawns or yeah, yeah. whatever. But yeah, that guy, anyway, apparently is seen in the area walking his dog. You had a bit of a thing too, didn't you, there while you were staying there? Yeah, it wasn't anything major, but there was two things actually. So the first thing was that when I was walking into this one sort of function area room that they've got, which was out the back, I walked in there, did my stuff. As I was walking back out, I heard a female, young female voice say, hello. There was no one in that whole wing, that whole area of that building. There was no one there. So I just thought, hmm, weird. Walked mm. out, realised, hang on a minute, there's no one in there. So I thought, I'm going to go back in there. So I walked back in and I went, hello. I didn't get an answer. but Probably good or you might not have been able to stay there. No, no, I, w- <laughs> I was really thinking I would have because they actually had a psychic go to that place and once they'd heard about this little girl who apparently had fallen down some stairs, they were old concrete steep, steep stairs, and apparently this girl fell down the stairs and, and died there. When the psychic turned up, apparently the psychic said that the little girl had fallen down the stairs, but that she was pushed. Oh. So I think either way, it's quite sad. Little girl came to her end there. I would have... But you'd think if that were true, that she would be some little psycho child ghost or something yeah well i don't know because it depends it depends on the person doesn't it depends on the well, child yeah. when i heard this hello it wasn't anything malevolent at all and that's why i didn't feel any kind of feeling in this place that there was anything that was aggressive all right but the first night you were there you told me about some of this stuff, right? And then the next morning when I talked to you, you said, oh, I didn't sleep well. And I said, well, why not? And you're like, oh, I was just thinking about this ghost in here. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it's you're... true. It's true. No, I was. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking to myself that, you know, I kept on opening my eyes wondering whether I was going to see something. Uh, that's true. Hmm. And I kept on opening my eyes thinking that I was going to open them and see this little girl's face in front of me. And that was freaking me out. Yeah. And if you had, you wouldn't have been gone all week because you'd have been <laughs> hightailing it out of there. Like, I'm sorry, I'll come back and I'll work on your shit in the morning, but I'm going to be staying somewhere else. Yeah. Thank no, you very much. No, I wouldn't much. have been able to travel that distance every day, <laughs> let me tell you. But no, it was really interesting. And just in case anyone from that hotel is listening at the minute, I know that the operations manager was going to have a listen. I just want to say thank you very much. Really appreciated my time there. Really enjoyed myself. And it's uh, well worth a visit for us, maybe me and you later yeah, on. Yeah, I'd like to go there. I it, think it'd it be w- kind of cool. It would be really cool. Obviously, I can't say for anyone else, but it would be it would be really cool for us to go there. And the, there's one other thing that happened. You said that there was a couple of things happened to me. And the other thing that happened, which is really weird, and I think we'll finish on this, there was in the room next to me, there was a man and a woman. <laughs> you know what's going on. Yeah. There, there was a man and a woman <laughs> clearly having sex. And it was the weirdest sounding sex you've ever heard <laughs> because the bloke, every sort of 30, 40 seconds would go, <sighs> and then... <laughs> The woman would respond by going, ah, and then 30 seconds later, it'd be, ah, 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 and it was just constant. And eventually it finished with him going, ah, and her going, two later the loudest snoring you've ever heard in your life (laughs) a typical man (laughs) but the thing is when i came down in the morning i was told that there wasn't a bloke and a woman in the room next to me there was just a bloke (laughs) so (laughs) before you went down there (laughs) when i talked to you you were saying i said oh how is it did you get some did you you get sleep no because there was this Couple in the room next to me having sex. <laughs> yeah, well, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. 
But it wasn't a couple in a room next to me because apparently there was just a bloke. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, so you were saying you went downstairs and you spoke to them. And they said that there was only this bloke in the room. There wasn't, there wasn't a woman in there. So unless he dialed some kind of interactive porn line or something and this woman was just mimicking him every time he made a sound, she did exactly the same in a slightly higher-pitched voice, unless he was trying to make out, hey, I've got someone in here, you know. But there definitely wasn't anyone else in there because well, I'd have my, heard them going up and down the corridor. My plausible explanation would have been that he snuck somebody in. But I would have heard them come in and leave. Because mm. they would have had to pass my door and I could hear everything going up and down that corridor. Well, maybe, but if he was sneaking somebody in, they'd be tiptoeing. Well, I don't know, <laughs> but it was definitely weird. So I have one thing to say to our children and all the other ones out there. You all the other cannot, of our children. Well, you got some more? Well, not that I'm aware of, have you? No. You cannot say, I didn't make my room a mess like this. The poltergeist did it. Yeah, no. Doesn't work. Not going to wash. No. So do us a favour, guys. Please do share this podcast with your friends and family. We're trying to get those numbers up if we can. We have got thousands of listeners now, which is absolutely fantastic, in all different areas of the world. But actually, we're lower now in the UK than we are in other members of the world, in other parts of the world. So let's try and grow it a bit in the UK as well. <sighs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you were supposed to groan. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. What? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. You see what I have to live with? <laughs> Bye. See you guys. <laughs>